I'm Catherine Zox, your social worker with a microphone, and you're listening to The Catherine Zox Show. Joining me is author and functional medicine certified health coach, Palmer Coppola. Her new book is Beat Autoimmune, the six keys to reverse your condition and reclaim your health. Autoimmune conditions include multiple sclerosis, rheumatoid arthritis, and Hashimoto's thyroiditis, which afflict an estimated 50 million Americans, yet many medical professionals still tell patients there's little that can be done about these conditions. That's what doctors told Palmer Coppola when she was diagnosed with MS 25, oh no, I was going to say 25, 26-year battle, I guess, many decades ago, but she refused to give up. Uh, her 26-year battle to beat MS, she researched and tried many potential solutions, finally discovering the key to stop all symptoms and reverse the expression of the MS. She has created a framework for healing and preventing autoimmune conditions called FIGHTS, Fights, which represents the root cause categories we can control, food, infection, gut health, hormone balance, toxins, and stress. Welcome to the show. Nice to have you here, Palmer. Thank you so much, Catherine. It's a pleasure to be with you. Okay, well, 50 million people suffering from autoimmune disease, and you're telling us that doctors, after all these years, still don't know why, uh, no, uh, don't know how to treat the diseases. And, and my question, I guess the first question has to be why? It's <laughs> such a good question. I, I've been asking myself that too. It turns out that it takes about 17 years for new scientific discoveries to filter their way into our medical model. And in that time, we don't have that time to wait. Um, And I just refused to believe there was nothing I could do except take medication and prepare for my life in a wheelchair. So um, there is so much that can be done. And now we have uh, exciting and empowering science that shows us that, yes, in fact, there is much we can do. So that's the springboard for really um, taking control of our health is understanding that we are way more in control of our health outcomes than we ever imagined possible. But unfortunately, doctors haven't gotten the memo yet. I don't think they're incented um, to study nutrition, for example, or uh, to coach their clients on the things that they can do for themselves. So this is a case where we have to take our health into our own hands. Yeah, you take it into your own hands and believe in yourself and know that we have to take responsibility. I, I, I get that, and that's exactly what you did. So let's. I, I'd like to go back when you were first, uh, actually, I guess you weren't actually diagnosed, but your own personal story in terms of what happened to you uh, in, in the beginning when you first yes. began suffering from MS. Yeah. Yeah, so I we have to go back to when I was 19. Um, I was a happy, healthy, well-adjusted young woman. And I was in college, but this summer I was home after school and working a summer job, living with my parents. And uh, one morning I woke up and the soles of my feet were all tingling. And um, I just shook my feet because I felt like it was that feeling you get when you lay on on a limb too long and the blood flows back all tingly. Only this morning the blood didn't flow back. And I kept shaking my legs and off I went to work thinking this is just going to go away. Uh, But it didn't go away. It crept up my uh, calves like a vine. And by the time it reached my knees, I knew something was really wrong. So I called my parents who called the family doctor who said, get her to the neurologist. So that afternoon, we sat in the neurologist's office at UCLA. 
And um, that's when the neurologist did a five-minute exam, had me walk heel-toe and touch my fingers to my nose. And then she pronounced, I'm 99% certain you have multiple sclerosis, MS. And this was at a time that we hadn't heard of MS. We didn't know what this mysterious disease was. And she said, if I'm right, uh, which we did get ultimately uh, diagnosed with MRI, which is uh, one of it's the gold standard for diagnosing MS. Um, if I'm right, there's nothing you can do except take medication and prepare for your life in a wheelchair. So we left her office with very little information, very little hope, went home, and by now the tingling was up to my collarbone. My entire body was tingling. And that night, um, my mom crawled in bed with me and she's crying. And I'm crying harder because by the time we went to sleep, my entire body, all the area uh, from my neck down had gone completely numb. And I would stay numb, completely numb for the next six weeks. It was a terrifying time. Well, you must have been terrified. I'm interrupting you. You must have been terrified, especially since, I mean, it sounds like the physician, she diagnosed you and then gave you no hope except to be in a wheelchair right. for the as, rest as of your doctor, life. How terrifying was that? <laughs> David Perlmutter says uh, he uses, uh, he's a, the empowering neurologist. I love this expression. It's called diagnose and adios. Um, you know, that, that was all she could do for me. Um, but I'm, I'm really fortunate that that summer, while I lay on the couch um, numb, there was nothing I could really do, so I was relegated to the couch my dad was such a huge supporter, and he would tell me, honey, you can beat this thing. You're, we're going to beat this thing. He was very optimistic. And um, that same summer, a family friend came and asked me a, a question that put me on my healing journey. And, and that was, Palmer, why do you think you got the MS? And I didn't take kindly to the question at the time because I thought she was accusing me of bringing it on. But that was actually the question that became my North Star for the next, oh, couple of decades as I set on a quest to heal from the MS. I think that one of the things you talk about is debunking the myths or the common myths and misconceptions about MS, because they still exist. It sounds like it's almost the same as it was 26 years ago. Right, right. We, we haven't changed much in the thinking. Um, doctors say that, you know, once you get an autoimmune condition, um, that's it. You're, um, it's a one-way street, and um, there's no coming back from it. So the best you can do is to manage an autoimmune condition, and the vernacular is to put it into remission. And that is simply not true. Um, and the, the reason we know this is that now we have two, two things on our side. One is this exciting field of epigenetics, which is a term that literally means on top of or above the gene. So forever, we thought our DNA was our destiny, that whatever your parents had or grandparents had, well, you are destined to get that too. So it's kind of a victim mode where you think there's, you know, there's nothing I can do anyway. I'm going to get something. Well, actually, now we know that it's not your genes that just express themselves in some sort of pre-programmed kind of way, but they take direction from our environment. So what we drink, what we eat, what we think, what we do, that has far more power 
to determine whether or not your genes actually get expressed. So it's kind of like we have our hands on the dimmer switch, right? We can turn on the inflammatory genes by not getting enough sleep or not getting enough exercise. We can turn them off by getting more sleep, by eating a nourishing anti-inflammatory diet that we have so much more control. And finally, there is actually something called an autoimmune equation at the turn of the century, Dr. Fasano and his team, they're now at Harvard Medical School, uh, discovered the third element in the equation where you have to have the genes for an autoimmune condition, right? Some people it might be lupus, some people it might be rheumatoid arthritis or Hashimoto's or in my case, MS. And then there are these inflammatory environmental factors that are at play and that's where fights comes in. The foods we eat, maybe it's an infection, maybe your gut is harmed, from those things, um, maybe your hormones are imbalanced. Maybe there is an overload of toxins like mercury toxicity, and maybe there is an overload of stress. So that spells fights. And then the third element in this equation is a leaky gut. And doctors forever did not believe that this was actually a real thing, that this was something. It sounds crazy, right? But the technical term is intestinal hyperpermeability, It just means that things are getting into our bloodstream that shouldn't be there, but that's now the gateway to autoimmunity. So if we remove the inflammatory triggers and heal and seal our guts, we have the power to halt and reverse autoimmunity. It's really super exciting so that we just bust that myth right open. I mean, that's great. And I I actually, as you're mentioning leaky gut, I, I see more and more and uh, in the news uh, related to the impact that your gut has on your health. I guess not only um, autoimmune diseases, but all diseases, that, there, that there's a becoming more of a focus on, on, on your gut. <laughs> and I guess specifically, as you're saying, on your leaky gut. So that's a good thing. But going back to what you just said, putting you in the driver's seat, taking control, and you do have control over uh, your your own health, and you're not the victim of this disease. Uh, what about when people say, and you hear this a lot, okay, I've got this, this is something that, uh, you know, I can't do too much about, uh, you know, I can't buy the kinds of foods, maybe you're talking about expensive foods, I can't do that, I don't have time. What do you say to those people? You know, I'll just take medication and that's it. <laughs> well, I I start out, by letting people know that they are really empowered. And and so ultimately it becomes a choice um, that I think it's a twofold process, right? There are many people that don't know that it's possible to reverse one of these conditions because they're told that they can't. So I think the first step in the process is really letting people know that not only I did this, but there are thousands of people who have healed. And that's why I wrote this book, because I wanted to show that it's, it's really an exponential good news story. It's not just a, a little, you know, spontaneous remission, if you will. Um, and then I say, if you can't do it all at once, don't worry. We can do this in baby steps, because it is daunting, you know, to think that you have to address stress and minimize your toxin exposure and buy all organic foods and you know, it's just, it's a lot to consider and working with a functional medicine practitioner for those of your audience who don't know functional medicine, um, I, I will just add that it's a super exciting scientific systems-based medicine that looks at human beings as whole people and not piece parts. 
um, I'm going to pick on rheumatology for a moment. You know, you go to a rheumatologist and they're going to look at your joints. But there's not a consideration that the health of your gut, what's going on in your gut is ground central for inflammation in your body. And if you have rheumatoid arthritis, as an example, um, that gut health is going to impact your joints. And likewise for MS, it might impact the myelin sheath. So um, we, we need to look at this from a holistic standpoint, but do what you can do. You don't have to do it all at once. Do it in little baby steps. It's the whole gestalt, as we say in therapy. You have to consider the whole gest- the whole mind-body thing. As you say, it's all connected. And, and I like that idea. You start baby steps because I think it's difficult sometimes, especially when someone gets the diagnosis. It's sort of, oh, my God, I can't. What am I going to do? You know, I can't do it all. And and sometimes I think patients, clients seem to feel that way. I, I've just got to tackle this whole thing in a month. And that's not really true. Do you recommend uh, group support groups? You know, I, I do. Um, in fact, I run a, a private Facebook group called Transcend Autoimmune. And it's for people who are actively seeking solutions. This is not a place to discuss medication. Um, so when you say support group, you can think of it in many different ways, right? The way that I think about it is I'm supporting people in true healing. Um, I am not, I don't tolerate discussion about medication because that's not my purview. I'm not saying medication is bad. There is a time and a place and there are probably support groups for that. But um, I believe that people heal in community and so that's why I'm moving in the direction of doing group coaching because uh, people support each other and it's not just to have a talking head, um, you know, up there and telling people what to do. It's really, you have to experiment for yourself to see what works because my root causes, which turned out to be predominantly gluten, cow dairy, and chronic stress, um, will add to that a very large pile of mercury um, I had a, a mouthful of silver fillings and um, even chronic Lyme disease. So there's so it's multifactorial and everybody's triggers are a little bit different. So you can't just make it a one size fits all, but you definitely want to offer things for people's consideration and then they try things and see what works for them. What do you do about physicians? How do you pick your physicians, given what you've said? You know, one size doesn't fit all. Different doctors are maybe more sophisticated in, 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 what you're, in the information that you have in, in your book. Uh, so I'm not asking you to, like, recommend a doctor, but say right. someone is listening. Yeah. So how do you pick your physician, ah. your medical facility? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what I will say is if it is possible to find titles that say integrative or naturopathic or naturopath, the um, abbreviation for naturopath is ND, like Nancy doctor, naturopathic doctor, functional medicine. These are all terms of doctors who are, I'm going to put under the banner of holistic. And when I say holistic, which is spelled H-O-L-I-S-T-I-C, I think, <laughs> if I can spell in my mind, um, I actually mean whole like holism, right, W-H-O-L-E-I-S-T-I-C, because they view you as a mind-body-spirit, not as a separate body part. And they are trained 
to look at the root causes of why you got sick in the first place. As I, as I mentioned, that family friend who asked me, why do I think I got the MS? Well, most doctors are not trained in the why things happen. They're trained to treat things. But we know, for example, there isn't a pill that you can take for Alzheimer's now that's going to cure you. It's multifactorial. There's so many systems involved. And just as with autoimmune conditions, not a single pill. It is multifactorial. So when you do your searching, for example, you could go to the Institute for Functional Medicine, and they have a Find a Doctor tab. In fact, on my website, palmerkippola.com, I have uh, a resources tab that has Find a Practitioner, and that will help people find a practitioner who is trained in helping people get to the root cause. Now, a quick word about this is that, unfortunately, many of these doctors and practitioners do not take insurance, and here's kind of the rub, right? Because they're not people that fit you into six- or 12-minute visits. These are people who, on the first visit, may spend an hour and a half with you. They may be asking you questions about your childhood and did you experience any trauma. So it's, a, it's unlike a traditional doctor's in that sense, but it's well worth the investment because how much money are you going to pour into medications over what period of time? And to actually experience the freedom from these conditions is what is that worth to you? So I just would ask people to consider what that's worth and then view this as an investment in their health and well-being and their future. Yeah, and I would say, Palmer, be prepared because when you're talking about these physicians who are going to spend an hour and an hour or an hour and a half with you, let's say not like 10 to 12 minutes, then a, a, a patient should go in with under probably having some knowledge of the kinds of questions they are going to ask so that you really make, uh, you know, the, that your time is well spent because, you know, if you haven't been asked questions by a doctor for an hour, an hour and a half, which most people haven't, <laughs> you get just the, right. You get the standard stuff, right? Absolutely. So, Absolutely. yeah. So you've got, you have to go in prepared as well, I would assume. Um, and, I, and that have is absolutely answer. true. And I'll, May I just add to that? Um, yeah. Most, most of these holistic doctors offer maybe a 15-minute phone consultation to see if it's a match for both of you. And I wholeheartedly recommend doing that. Get on the phone with people. It, you want to work with somebody who believes that you can reverse an autoimmune condition. You don't want to work with somebody who doesn't believe it's possible because we have this tendency to believe what our doctors tell us. We, we give them that authority. So work with somebody who's going to be with you on this mission to reverse the condition. So that would be the, the first thing. And the second thing, during that 15-minute consultation over the phone, ask those questions like, what, what can I expect? How can I best be prepared for this meeting? And I will tell you that usually they will send a, um, an information packet that includes a questionnaire that might take you 20 minutes to put together. So that will be the, the starting point for a really good visit. We'll be making sure that you, you know, do the paperwork in advance so that you know how that's going to go. So it's not just the science, not just the diagnosis or the treatment, but it's the connection you're saying with your physician and a, t a team, I would imagine, uh, you know, just whoever the physician is associated with. You've got to 
blend, uh, what is, I don't know if it's meld, but blend well with the team and with the physician and not being wasting your energy trying to convince them that something can be done because that's not worth your time. Right. You got to go on to next. Right. right. Yeah. So, so a couple things just about that. Um, I want to say that this might also seem daunting, but it's really important not to outsource your health and to appoint yourself. And if you're not well enough to do this, um, appoint somebody who is a trusted advocate, advisor, um, spouse, partner to be that person where you're the CEO of your team and you, the doctor works for you, not the, not the other way around. So um, that care team might include a health coach, for example. I am now certified as a functional medicine health coach and many functional medicine doctors they're the, you know, the big deal that you see occasionally, but to help you implement the lifestyle changes, for example, you might find yourself wanting to have a coach that you work with that can help you implement those things. It might include somebody if you go to get acupuncture, you know, maybe there's some other folks on your, your care team, but really to see yourself as the captain of that ship or the CEO of that team is important. Yeah, I like that. The CEO of the team, you're the head of the team. And the other thing you just said, I want to reiterate, because you're hiring the doctor that they're not doing you a favor. And I think that it's sort of a paradigm. We've, you know, the doctor's helping me and I'm sort of, I'm the victim. I should be grateful. That's not true. That's not true. You're the one who's hiring the doctor. Um, mm-hmm. just as you would hire an architect or a lawyer or a, a, any professional. But anyway, a couple minutes left. So you mentioned um, you can buy your book online, bookstores everywhere, I assume. Um, yeah. You also, yeah. And you mentioned a website earlier in the interview, but what, why don't you repeat that? So, if, Or if there's any other website, website you want to add to it, which would give sure. us more information. So. A couple of things. The book is available everywhere. Amazon is a great place. I think they're having a 30% off sale, so it's less than $11. It's a paperback, and there's a Kindle version for people that prefer that. Um, For people who buy the book, they can go to the book website, which is beatautoimmunebook.com, and I offer free bonuses that can really help assist your healing journey. So those would be two things to recommend. Um, I've been blogging for the past five years on what people can do for themselves. So it's, it's really, you, you could, and it would be ideal if you could see a functional medicine or naturopathic physician, but there's so much you can do on your own. So if you go to palmerkipola.com, that's P-A-L-M-E-R-K-I-P-P-O-L-A.com, there is information that you could spend, you know, hours educating yourself on exciting science, healing stories of other people that have beat autoimmune conditions and how to do the step-by-step because I really... I hate to cut you off because we have like... uh, We could go on and on. I know there's so much information, but I just wanted to be sure to get those websites. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Lots of good information. Palmer Kippola. It's been a pleasure, Catherine. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Bye-bye. I'm Catherine Zox, your social worker with a microphone, and you've been listening to The Catherine Zox Show. (laughs) 